for our own efforts would, would be pretty hard, right? To get 80 million people, anything like that is crazy. But Etsy helps to bring all those people to you. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 53, and today we're chatting with Monica. She is the owner of Plant-Based Beauty and grew her Etsy shop to over 5,000 orders and almost $100,000 in sales in one of the most saturated categories by leveraging her eight years of corporate e-commerce marketing experience. She is now teaching and coaching product business owners all of her growth secrets. We recently appeared on her podcast, The Product Biz Academy, to chat about one of our favorite topics, obviously, SEO, and Etsy is one space we don't specialize in when it comes to SEO, so we knew we had to bring Monica on to share her knowledge of the Etsy algorithm and why it's a must for any type of product, including digital downloads. Even we took some nuggets from here for our own shop. So we can't wait for you to hear this episode. Let's jump into it. Hello, Monica. Thanks for coming on the Duo On Air podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you both today. Us too. Yes. We were just on your podcast a few weeks ago and now we're flipping it around and you are coming on ours because I feel like we have just so much information to share amongst the two of us that complement our audiences. So that's awesome. Yeah, our last conversation was so good. And it's just nice when you get people who like speak the same language, you know, and it's just an awesome way to keep sharing the same message with other people. So I'm super <laughs> excited to see where this conversation takes us today, too. I love it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So why don't you just start by introducing yourself? Tell us about what you do in the business, or I should say businesses that you run. <laughs> Of course. So like we mentioned, my name is Monica Little and I own a couple different businesses. The first one that I started is Plant-Based Beauty. So this is an organic skincare small business that I started about three to four years ago, really just out of a passion. So I've been in like health and wellness and have really valued that. And a big part of health and wellness is also the products that you use in your household, on your face, everything and anything really counts in that too. So I started to experiment with all natural skincare and that kind of just took off and I ran with it over the last three to four years. And in the last year have added on to that with helping other small business owners to grow and scale their business. So I love the business side of things. I know a lot of other small business owners really like the creative side and I'm like, get me in the back end. I love the business side of things. So it's been really fun to now transition a little bit and help people on the business side so they can grow and scale their business and get into more stores, sell on Etsy, sell on social, all of those fun places to be with a small business. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think like just from a coaching standpoint, I feel like you've been there, like you've been in the weeds, you understand, and you can kind of take that to the next level for others and take the learnings that you have. So it's yeah. so natural. 
Is that kind of how you got into coaching then? Is that you found this passion to kind of like take a business, create it, build it, and then you wanted to teach everybody else how to do that with the probably, you know, learnings that you had along the way, you know, mistakes, wins, all of those things. Yeah, hundred percent. And one really interesting thing that I found because I do like the business side of things, I thought everyone else likes the business side of things, you know, but then you start to talk with other small business owners and you hear things that they struggle with. And I noticed a lot of what people struggled with in terms of how to really optimize different platforms, like the strategy, the business all the back end stuff, people really struggle with that. And I'm like, oh, this is something that I love and something that I can teach and something that I can share with others. So it really was a natural fit just because I noticed people were struggling with it. For me, it comes super easy. I love to like teach people and coach and to help people. So it was this kind of crazy path that got me here, but I feel like I'm truly now doing what I'm meant to do. So it's, it's been a really fun transition and crazy four years, but everything that I've learned, it's been good just to be able to now flip it and help people through those exact challenges, problems, issues, the good stuff, the bad stuff, and everything in between too. Yeah, that's awesome. That is great. So today we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Etsy because we haven't talked about that platform at all. And although like I do a lot of SEO optimizations, I don't focus on Etsy and Etsy is a whole new world of optimizations too, um, because it's a search engine in and of itself, essentially for product-based businesses. So we wanted to just get your brain. And also we've been like, even thinking for our own shop, Mm -hmm. we run the shop on our website, but we also don't push it out anywhere else. And so it's an area of growth for us too. And if it's an area for growth for us, we know there's a lot of product businesses out there that listen. There's a lot of service businesses out there that sell digital products that also listen. So we just wanted to have you on to kind of talk about Etsy, who it's for, why, and how you can kind of incorporate it in your business. So let's just start at the very beginning. Who do you think Etsy is for? Do you think it is for both physical and digital products or is it better for one or the other? Ooh, that's such a good question. So it's definitely both. So I know so many small business owners who sell a physical product. And I think that's what a lot of people think of Etsy originally is for someone who's selling a candle or jewelry or skincare, the physical product made by a small business. Because essentially to sell on Etsy, you have to be a small business owner. You can't be selling vintage item unless it's like 50 plus years old. They won't even let you sell that. You can't sell anything that you're buying and then just flipping to sell. It physically has to be something that you create. So the physical products, 100%, but there's so many businesses that are on there that are digital products. So I know for me personally, in my home, I have picture frames where I purchased the actual photo on Etsy, went to Walgreens, got it printed, and then put it in my picture frame in my living room. So these digital downloads, things like that are amazing for Etsy too. Have it be photos, have it be a service provider selling an ebook or anything like that. Etsy is an awesome place because people are on there looking for things made by small businesses. And that's exactly who we are and everyone listening. So it's, it's the perfect place to have your products to get in front of more people. Yeah. Love that. Definitely need to mm-hmm. need to do that for ourselves too. 
<laughs> so with that, do you recommend that when people have shops, whether that be physical or um, digital items, do you think it's beneficial for them to be putting, like, should you prioritize one or the other? Is it like, start with Etsy first, see if it gets traction there, then put it on your website or website vice versa. Like, do you have any advice for someone who might already have items? Like kind of where's the best place to put it when you're first getting started? So when you're first getting started, um, I think it's an interesting place to be because essentially the work that you put into Etsy will be the same work that you put in on your website at the end of the day in terms of the photos that you use, the description, the marketing copy, all of that stuff is interchangeable between Etsy and your website. So if you already have a website, then Etsy is super simple, right? Take your photos for your product or service or whatever you're selling, put them on Etsy. Take your marketing copy, put it on the Etsy list. Super, super straightforward. Obviously, there are some titles and tags which have some nuances with, with Etsy, but otherwise, so simple. So this is one reason, no matter if you're established and have a website, Etsy is perfect for you. Etsy is easy to get set up. Or if you're just starting off, you can do Etsy first because it's a little bit less expensive. It's only 20 cents per listing to get set up versus your own website. But truly, any permutation of that is totally fine. How I look at Etsy and why I think Etsy is so important, even if you have your own website, is because all of the people that Etsy brings to its platform. So I know Etsy gets a little bit of a bad rep because people are like, well, I have my own website. I want my people to go to my website. And I always tell them, you're right, like 100% right. Your people should go to your website. So on social media, on your email list, on your marketing postcards, anything like that, people should go to your direct website. But the whole point of Etsy and how I like to position Etsy is now you have 80 million shoppers on Etsy who probably aren't on your Instagram, who probably aren't on your email list that you can now get in front of. And it's totally this passive income that runs behind the scenes and will continue to get more people to know about your products, buy your products, love your products, then follow you on Instagram. And it just builds this ecosystem. So no matter if you have a website or you don't have a website, the sequence of how you do it, I mean, totally up to you, right? But having that frame of mind of, I want to have both my own website and Etsy to cater to two different audiences is how I really teach Etsy because it just gets so much exposure for your business, so many more eyeballs on your products, and so many more people that through our own efforts would, would be pretty hard, right? To get mm -hmm. 80 million people, 80 million followers, anything like that is crazy. But Etsy helps to bring all those people to you, which is why... I'm yeah. always such a fan of it and always pushing towards it. Absolutely. I think that's super smart as far as like a strategy goes for your business. I think, you know, I was just going to ask you too, like, how do you work with your clients to like market Etsy or like say, you know, if a client were to say like, well, why wouldn't I just have them go to my website? You explain that. So great. It's like, obviously, yes, you want them to go to your website, but if you're on Etsy where you're getting 80 million plus people, like why not be seen there too? You might not have to put a lot of, you know, effort or marketing or strategy towards it. Once it's up and running, it kind of does its own thing, but just let it do its own thing and capture mm -hmm. that wider audience because oh. why not? Yeah, yeah, we've done a lot of SEO audits and optimizations for product business owners whose businesses were made on Etsy. 
Um, that's where their brand awareness, where their main source of revenue, that's like where their business has been made. And now they're thinking about taking that shift to driving more traffic so that obviously they pay a less percentage and get to reap more of the benefits, but they wouldn't be able to probably spend that money to do that SEO audit and the optimization without having made that revenue on Etsy first. So I see that all the time. Um, because like you said, like people are going to Etsy because they're looking for small businesses and they're looking for businesses to buy from. They're not expecting the Amazon two-day turnaround, same-day delivery kind of deal. They're just expecting that actual experience with someone who built and made the product. Yeah, 100%. And I love how you both pretty much said both examples, right? Because I have one of my clients who has her own website, super established, has her own branding, like a very elevated premium skincare brand. And we worked to get her on Etsy and now she has almost 400 orders on Etsy while she still has her own website and her own followers going to her website. But man, those 400 additional sales, like that's awesome just to mm -hmm. have that coming in to get more exposure and more eyeballs. But also how you were just saying too, that sometimes it's inverse. People get started on Etsy. It's simple. It's easy. You don't need to know website design. You don't need to spend hours building a website. It's pretty quick and you can get some awesome traction and then migrate to your own website when you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's really both sides. Most people start with Etsy first and then grow, but I like to work with people on both spectrums that if, if your business has grown a ton and you're not on Etsy, let's tap into that, right? Let's get in front of more people. Let's get into that revenue stream and let's keep your own website how it is to keep bringing people in that front too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm starting to light a fire underneath. Yeah, I know. Your Etsy going. <laughs> I know, right. Or at least have someone help us get our Etsy going for sure. Mm. Is there, so like for us, we have a handful of products, like maybe between digital and physical, it's like 10. Yeah. So it's pretty simple. What are there tools and resources out there for someone who might have like a hundred plus products? Like the idea of just copying and pasting even that many products is going to take some time. Like it's going to take them forever to do that. Is there any sort of like tool or resource to like easily migrate the products that you have on your website to Etsy? Does something mm -hmm. like that exist? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I'm sure there probably are tools. I'm not super well-versed in that. Um, I'm sure there probably is some sort of connection between Shopify and Etsy. I know at least on like the inventory front there is. I'm pretty sure I've heard that Shopify and Etsy for your listings, there's a way to do that too. But I think if someone does have 100 SKUs, what I would recommend for them is to truly start with your best sellers, right? You know that they sell good. You know people are receptive to them. So the 20% of your products that bring in 80% percent of your sales put those on Etsy right away. Let's get them on there and start getting some traction. And then as you have more time or if you can hire a VA or whatever it may be to get the rest of your products on there. But one thing I'm a big fan of is just like reducing SKUs in general. That's one of the main things that I kind of talk with my clients on really make sure that when you're coming out with a new product that you know it's going to be a big hit, right? And that you know it fits in your brand and you know people want this product. So if someone does have 100 SKUs and that opens up another conversation, right? Of how do we make sure that you're optimizing your business in general for the products that are selling, what your people actually want and go all in with those across all of your platforms just to make it easier on you, not only migrating to Etsy, but I'm sure like across the board, right? Yeah. So going with bestsellers is probably the best advice that I would give there just to 
put what you know is going to do good on Etsy and let it run for you while you're working on your business and other aspects. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we say too, especially even just Mm -hmm. like auditing your own website, like doing your own SEO audits. Like we can't physically, like we have a cap on the number of product pages we can optimize because to the same point, it will take you forever to optimize, you know, a hundred to 200. Like I've been in websites where there's 500 products and it's like, I can't optimize all that. So yeah, you absolutely like prioritize. And we always say prioritize bestsellers or those that you want to be bestsellers. Mm -hmm. Like let's prioritize the ones that maybe aren't working for you so that they can work better. And the ones that are working really well, let's continue growing those and then templating and like having a growth plan for the future. So we say the same thing. And I think from an SEO optimization standpoint, like it makes a ton of sense to prioritize on the things that are already working, but same thing with like, when you are pushing your products out to other channels, prioritize what's working because you're spending, you're taking time and time is precious. So you need to be making sure that you're prioritizing your time in the way that's going to reap the most benefits. So yeah, that's smart. hundred percent agree with you on all of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know stamp of approval. Awesome. Okay. So, um, tell us like being successful on Etsy is gotta be more than just listing your products, right? You don't just, it's like the, you'll build it and people will come like same thing with a website. Like this is why we do SEO group coaching for website designers, because it's like you build a website and people are like, but no one sees it. And it's like, yeah, it's beautiful. But same thing with products. I'm sure if you list a product on Etsy and you want people to find it, what are kind of the three biggest drivers to finding that success in traffic? Yeah. And I love that you said that because it's so true, right? I hear that all across the board where it's like, getting into a platform and then everyone expects all of a sudden, you know, money to fall from the sky. And it's like, you still got to do a little bit of work, right? You still got to mm-hmm. optimize it. You still got to make sure it's it's working for you before that actually happens. A couple of things that I like to talk about on Etsy have a very different approach, I think, because as small business owners, product-based business owners, even selling digital service, digital downloads, things like that. I think a lot of people, we have like blinders on, right? We know our business, we know our products. So when we want to set up on Etsy, we kind of use our own terminology in our titles and tags and our own words, but you want to make sure and how I teach Etsy is to have the customer focus and to truly think of the customer experience and every single thing from their lens instead of our lens of being the business owner. So from one perspective on how I like to teach this is for Etsy on your SEO front, the two main important things are your title of your product listing and the tags, very similar to SEO in general, right? Obviously then your product description is super important too, but with titles and tags, very similar to what we talked when you were uh, on my podcast too, it's doing searches on Etsy to see what are the actual terms that customers are searching. Because when you go on Etsy and you type in serum, it's going to come down on the drop down anti-aging serum, acne serum, anti-wrinkle serum. And you're like, oh, what one of these can I use specifically for my product? So it's using basically the keywords that they're telling you when you go and do an Etsy search result. Super simple, but making sure that we're doing that for every single term in our titles and tags. And a lot of people skip this because they think they know, right? Like, oh, I know what my customers are searching. But when you truly go and do this very simple exercise, you're going to see what actually auto-populates and what leads to a dead end. And you may be using some titles or tags that lead to a dead end. So super simple way to start to get seen. The other component that I like to say is 
when you're appearing in the search results, right? So those titles and tags will help to appear. You also need to attract the customer's attention. So you're basically competing against everyone else on the search results page. So what can you do to truly stand out? And I love to make sure that whoever is selling on Etsy is using all the different marketing levers that Etsy has to offer. So Etsy has seven unique different marketing levers. For example, running a promotion, offering free shipping. Um, you can also have star seller status, which is another like badge that you could have on your products. So there's these different marketing levers that Etsy has for small businesses to use. And a lot of people don't use them. And I know from my previous corporate experience that when a marketing lever is there, it's because Etsy has tested and seen that it actually leads to more sales, right? They wouldn't have this marketing lever there for people to use for no reason. They know that when customers see free shipping and they get to the final checkout page and the price is consistent, that the customer is more likely to buy versus if there's no free shipping, they get on the checkout page, it's an additional $6. And some people may leave because they've already anchored their price to the initial price that they saw, right? So really making sure that you're using the different levers that Etsy has to offer because those are there for a reason. Those attract the customer's attention. They help you to stand out against everyone who is on the same search results page. So those are two pretty simple but um, impactful tips. Third thing that I would say that I like to teach people is after you appear in the search results and you've attracted the customer's attention, now you need to confirm their expectations. So they've clicked on your product listing and now you truly have to have all the information that they potentially need right then and there. Because you can think about if you're booking a hotel and there's one piece of information that's missing, you're not gonna call the hotel or message the hotel or email the hotel. You're gonna go back to the search results and find a different hotel that actually has the information that you need, right? So very similar on Etsy, you have to know what your customers need to have in the description and in the photos for them to have their expectations confirmed so they know, yeah, like no brainer, I'm gonna buy this. All of my questions are answered. I trust this business. I see their reviews. I know this is the product that I want. So when we confirm the customer's expectations, that can be your description, having all the information necessary about your product, your shipping policy, your return policy, every single potential detail that customers may need to know, putting that in your description, your listing so people have it, but also through your photos. So making sure you're educating through your photos. I like to have screenshots of reviews in the photos. I like to have about the business in photos through like graphics, not only photos of your products, but also that information too. Because people shop in different manners, especially on Etsy. Some people want to read all the details. Some people only look at the photos. Some people only look at the reviews. So the key information that your customers need have to be in those three spaces, in the description, in the photos, and in the reviews. So no matter what type of shopper you have, how they're purchasing, what they're reading, what they're looking for, you're giving them exactly what they need. So that's like the rule of threes that I like to tell people to make sure your information is in those three places. But truly, that's how you start to get in front of customers and confirm their expectations so then they put in their cart, and then they buy, and then they come back for more. 
Right. I love that. That third one confirming the expectations. I think that's so smart. It's making me think through like how our shop works on our site. I'm like, well, maybe I should go back and like put a couple of reviews in some of these actual images because you're so right that people shop differently. Um, you know, no matter what platform they're on, Amazon, your website, Etsy, um, anything like that, because, you know, sometimes when I'm shopping online, I go straight to reviews. Like, you know, I can see what the product looked like, sure, but I want to see like, how does it actually work? Is it actually meeting expectations on what they say they're doing? And then, you know, you go somewhere else like Etsy, let's say, and you're looking through a bunch of images. Like I would have never thought of that mindset of having images actually educate too. I think that's super important. And um, like you said, it can capture different shoppers in the different ways that they actually shop whatever platform that they're on. Yeah, 100%. And I know a lot of people say that they get favorites on Etsy. So if you post something on Etsy and someone likes it, right, they're favoriting it, but they're not converting to an actual purchase. And I'm like, well, that means that something's missing in terms of confirming their expectations, right? They like this. It caught their attention, but they need something like some sort of trust isn't there for them to actually buy. So that's why I like to teach Etsy in that way, because it truly is making sure that that whole process from finding you in the search results to actually purchasing, no matter what potential question is there, it's covered, right? So there's there's no stone unturned and people have all the information they need, especially because on Etsy, um, I think, unfortunately, there are situations where people buy something on Etsy and then they get it and maybe it doesn't look like what the photo said or they were expecting something different. So unfortunately, as small business owners, we kind of have that against us, right? Because some people have had bad experiences from buying from small businesses. So whatever you can do to confirm their expectations and give them trust in what you're offering through information and all those different avenues, then you kind of instill some of that. Then they don't have questions of, oh my gosh, is this going to show up, you know, completely different, a different color, a different size than what it looks like in the photos, because you have all the content that you need across those places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Even thinking about myself, it's as a shopper on Etsy too, I definitely look at all of it. I look at everything you just said. Like I mm -hmm. look at the photos, I look at the description and there are definitely times where I know exactly what I need and I'm not going to read through every detail, but then I go to the reviews and I'd love to know from your like advice from you, from a review standpoint, I loved what you said about how making sure the review also answers people's questions. How do you advise your clients on how to get reviews that actually help answer your question? Yeah, I love it. That's such a good question. Mm -hmm. So that's the tricky part because when we talk about those three components, the description, the photos, and the reviews, that's the one that we don't have as much control over, right? Mm -hmm. The description yeah. and the photos, we can put what we want in there, but the reviews truly is from someone else's point of view. So a couple of things that I like to advise people on this is number one, having an awesome experience for your customers because they will then share a ton of details usually answering the questions that you want to have in your reviews because you gave them an awesome experience. So for example, if you ship it quickly, nine times out of 10, you will get a review that will say, oh my gosh, the item shipped so quick. And that could be what someone is looking for because people know from small businesses, it's not Amazon. Is this going to arrive in time? But when they see a review that says that, then it's like, okay, yes, now I know it's going to ship quick and I'm ready. So creating a five-star experience for your customers is big with shipping quickly, making sure it's packaged nice, 
making sure that what you're promoting in the photos and description actually matches what they get. But in terms of getting more reviews, I tell all my clients that every two to four weeks, you should be reaching out to your customers on Etsy. You can message them and say, thank you so much for supporting a small business and for supporting my business. I would be so honored for you to leave me a review and I will give you a 20% off coupon in exchange. So a couple of things there, you want to incentivize people, right? So if they're leaving a review, you can give them a little nudge with a message and also incentivizing them with a coupon. But when you reach out, you can give them examples. You can say, I would love for you to leave a review about the shipping experience, about the quality of the product. You can totally prompt people to the type of review that you want them to leave. So you're not telling them what to say. You're just saying, hey, would love for you to share about the shipping experience, how the product came up, um, how the gift packaging was. And people who love to support small businesses will do this for you, especially if you had a five-star experience, you went above and beyond. So they love what they got and they're excited about it. Then it's so easy to get the review from them too. So creating that five-star experience and actively asking for reviews and putting yourself out there and saying, Hey, could you leave me a review? And the amount that you get back is going to skyrocket the business because that's one of the biggest things on Etsy too is is just getting the reviews lined up so people have that trust from other people's buying experiences. Um, yeah, I know reviews are amazing from an SEO standpoint. Like they help increase your credibility and authority and trustworthiness with Google. And I imagine that's how it works on the back end with Etsy too. Like from oh, yeah. an authority standpoint and boosting your listings, making sure that you have like good and a good, not only good reviews, but a good number of reviews can kind of help your listings overall. Yeah, hundred percent. Cause when you really think of it, Etsy knows that a lot of the brand awareness goes to Etsy, right? That's one of the downfalls of Etsy. So you could buy from a small business and you'll probably remember that you bought it on Etsy instead of that small business's actual name, right? So Etsy knows that it has this huge brand awareness. So if someone leaves a five-star review, they're not only leaving a five-star review for that small business, but it's for Etsy too, mm -hmm. because that customer is had a great experience buying something on Etsy. So they're going to come back and buy other things on Etsy. And now Etsy's making more money too, right? And Etsy is a business at the end of the day. So when we show Etsy like, hey, we're putting our best foot forward. Customers love our products, which means Etsy, you're getting a great reputation too, of course, Etsy's going to like bump you up in the search results, right? So mm -hmm. reviews are a huge part, having frequent reviews, recent reviews. Um, so I love to do outreach and just jam up the reviews on my Etsy page because that is the best way to really grow the algorithm and beat the algorithm because those reviews coming in are just like gasoline coming into the machine mm -hmm. once you got it right. Oh yeah, for sure. And since we're not quite in Etsy yet, um, I'm assuming all of this, can it be kind of like automated within the system? Can you set it up all through Etsy or is that like something you have to do on your own? So in terms of review outreach, there is an automated email that goes out from Etsy that says, hey, don't forget to leave a review for your recent purchase. I personally, either myself or my virtual assistant do then 
outreach to my actual customers through just the Etsy messenger, you can reach out to your customers. Um, so that's something a little bit above and beyond that I like to do. But in every single touch point, I like to remind my customers to leave a review. So in a marketing postcard that goes in the package, you can say, hey, please leave a review. In the confirmation email from Etsy, you can add a little bit of custom text, which can say that too. So in some instances, I go above and beyond and physically reach out to the customer via the messenger app that they have. But a lot of the times they'll come to you and do it automatically automatically and just from mentioning it in other places and giving them that awesome experience. Yeah. Yeah. There's a mm -hmm. lot of good people out there. So yeah. that's good. <laughs> and I think people realize too, when they purchase from Etsy, that they're supporting small versus, you know, going to these big box companies or whatever too. So I think when somebody has a good experience in that space, they appreciate that and they want to make sure that that small business is rewarded, especially within this space of Etsy, right? Because the the purchaser more than likely knows that Etsy is taking some sort of a cut too. So they're like, Hey, I really want to help this business thrive in this space. So I'm going to leave them a review based on the great experience that I just had with them. Yeah. Yeah. Etsy customers, like, man, they really are loyal. It's hard to get them off of Etsy, but in my perspective, if they're going to be loyal on Etsy and buy from me over and over on Etsy, you know, that's fine, right? That's mm -hmm. more customers that are coming to me, more customers that are trying my products, uh, more customers that I'm helping, um, and I'm, I'm all about just getting that in front of as many people as possible. So I, I look at Etsy as a partnership. A lot of people mm -hmm. kind of have a negative view on Etsy because Etsy does charge fees, but I look at it like I'm paying Etsy to market my products for me, right? Like I'll gladly mm -hmm. pay that fee if they're going to bring these customers to me, host all the transactions, host the shipping and everything. They make it so simple that it's like a partnership and, and Etsy's kind of working for me. So I like to reframe it a little bit because some people have yes. um, a little bit of a negative view on Etsy, but essentially it's just a marketing platform and I'm going to let them work their marketing magic and bring more customers to me. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I have one more question for you because I think what you said was so powerful and I just did this today. So I got Courtney something on Etsy recently and I she was like, where did you get this? And I said, Etsy. Mm -hmm. I did not say the brand's name and off the top of my head, I don't know the brand's name. Um, so I'm curious, what do you do? Like, what do you help your clients with to help understand like, how can you stand out? Like, how can you get your customers to know your brand after they purchase? and not just think of you as Etsy, but think of you as your brand. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the biggest drawbacks of Etsy because that transition is really, really, really hard. Um, I think what I tell most of my clients is just make sure your Instagram handle is on your product, on your marketing card, on your packaging tapes, like your website and your Instagram handle should be plastered all over every single marketing material that you have. So if someone does want to follow you, it's not like this search for what was that business and, and who are they again? You actually have it right then and there, right? One sneaky thing that I like to do, which also helps is at the top of my Etsy listings, and this kind of gets a little bit more advanced of a topic, in case someone's like, what is she talking about? <laughs> um, but at the top of my Etsy listing, I like to actually have a link for the customer reading that as they're browsing and shopping to sign up for my newsletter. So on Etsy listings, you can't actually link something, right? Like it's not a clickable link unless it's within Etsy, if I'm linking to another listing or something like that. But my website, it's not clickable in the description, but I tell people, hey, if you want to stay up to date on 
um, new products, coupons, promotions, blog posts, click here to subscribe. So that right away from the person who is interested in my business and my products will go and subscribe. And now they're in my email list, which will hopefully get them to my Instagram page, which will get them more in my world. So that's something sneaky that you can do. But essentially, at the end of the day, if someone remembers Etsy, like I mentioned earlier, I'm okay with that because they are Etsy is doing the job that they're meant to do to bring customers to me. I will try my best to get that person to my direct world. If it happens, great. If it don't, doesn't happen, that's fine too, right? So we can try with these marketing tactics as much as we can. And some people will transition over to be a direct customer. But knowing that Etsy has a big brand name too, which is kind of hard to compete with. But in my perspective, the benefits of, of Etsy outweigh any of these potential drawbacks that's still so worth it just to continue to get your products more exposure that they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Growth at the end of the day, growth is the goal. And if you are continuing to find that growth, then continue moving with the platforms you're doing. The second you realize you're stagnant or your growth is kind of stagnant, then that's the opportunity where maybe you can look at investing elsewhere. But I totally agree. I mean, there's so many tools out there that are used because they help you do the marketing that you can't do. And as a small business, mm -hmm. we do like small businesses and entrepreneurs need help. And we are so opposed to asking for help, whether that be through investing a platform platform or a coach or any kind of resource, it's always like we want to do it all ourselves because that's what you do as an entrepreneur, right? You wear all the hats, you do it all yourself, but it's okay to ask for help. And Etsy is just kind of one of those helpers or those partners mm -hmm. and looking at it that way can just, yeah, be a total mindset shift and so powerful for your business. Yeah. 100%. I think it's like, yeah, just kind of like a beautiful little addition. Like if we had Etsy up and running right now, we probably wouldn't put a lot towards it. We wouldn't really need to because Etsy would be doing you know, some of the work behind the scenes for us. So it would be one of those things where, you know, if in the morning we woke up and we're like, wow, we had two Etsy sales last night. That's amazing. Like mm -hmm. we yeah. didn't really have to do a whole lot after, you know, getting that whole setup done and we're just making this passive income. So I think that's super interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been awesome. Thank yes. you so much for sharing all of your secrets. Um, Can you tell everyone where they can go to find everything you have to offer? And we'll make sure everything you've mentioned too, we have links in the show notes so that people can easily find it. Absolutely. So I am on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Monica Little Coaching. That's where I spend most of my time. And I also have a podcast, which the Duo Collective was a guest on my podcast. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten amazing reviews on that. So people have loved it. But my podcast is called the Product Biz Podcast. So those are the two main places that I hang out on Instagram and at my podcast. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to me there. I'm happy to talk about all things product businesses, Etsy, Fair, Instagram, all that fun stuff that goes into running a product business. Love it. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.